And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. There's been one demand, and that's holding up that Lombardi trophy, period. That's all I care about, is holding that trophy up and holding that trophy up here. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. You're listening to The State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Tashawn Reed, and Ted Nguyen on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a post-game edition of State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Jimmy Durkin, joined as always by Vic Tafer, Deshaun Reed, Ted Wynn. I should say this is unbelievable, but it's the Raiders, and they they make a habit of the unbelievable. 17-16 loss to the Rams, in which Baker Mayfield, who had been in L.A. for maybe 48 hours, goes on a 98-yard touchdown drive with no timeouts. Um... A game that the Raiders should have had easily in control, did seem to have easily in control, instead ends with their fourth loss this season when leading by 13 or more points. Um, I think the stat is they are now 0-4 when taking a double-digit lead into halftime. When we write the uh, the story of the 2022 Raiders, uh, that'll pretty much be it, as this season I think it is now can officially be declared uh i think all just about dead yeah as i said that they're cooked i told fans in the live room a couple days ago they they were all hyped up still cooked and this is just this is going to be remembered as a i don't know if they're going to remember this team but this will be thought of as a team that just continues to find a way to lose like there is no consistent theme or reason or instance that's happening that that's caused them to blow all these leads they just find a way to do it somehow. Like like today, it was the offense initially in, in the first half. I mean, they, they were moving the ball with ease. They got into Rams territory on all four of their drives. They got into the red zone on three of those drives, and they came away with 13 points and, and ended the half with an interception, and it just seemed like that carried over into the second half. I mean, they only had, had three points in the, the entire second half. It was an offense that seemed to come into form. It, 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 hit that elite level and they were going against a defense that didn't have Aaron Donald and multiple other starters and hadn't been playing well really this entire season. And then the defense just in the fourth quarter, I mean, that was just like, that that was like as bad as you could possibly be against an offense that has nobody. I mean, Matthew Stafford isn't playing, obviously Baker Mayfield's out there. They also don't have Cooper Cup. They got Tutu Atwell, that guy was dominating. And Ben Skoranek, I'm saying his name terribly, probably, but he looked like David Tyree or something on the, the one catch he had down the field. Like, th- like this is just, it shouldn't be possible to lose these. At one point in the fourth quarter, what did I text you? The Rams are not an NFL offense. Yeah, they aren't. They don't look like it. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, they're, they're putting together these brilliant, magnificent, lengthy drives. It felt like they were treating this game as like a practice for Baker Mayfield. Well, I thought it was the same vibe as the Cardinals game. I thought like the buy language the first three quarters, what the Cardinals and the Rams were like, 
we don't really want to be here. We, we're going to take our L and move on. Rams have, you know, offseason plans are clearly trying to tank, and most of the guys aren't playing. But I think after three quarters, like, shit, we're only down 13 bucks. Let's try and win this game. And then it's just unbelievable to me. It's the um, you know, After the game, Baker Mayfield kind of called out the, the Raiders' defensive scheme. Like, you couldn't believe their impressed coverage on that last touchdown play. And it, it is kind of shocking. It just um, I think coaching is a big part of all these you know, collapses this year. I just think it um, – there were a lot of mistakes, a lot of penalties, a lot of dumb penalties. I just, um, a lot of the offense wasted a lot of opportunities, I thought. Um, and plus, McDaniels was kind of like early on, I thought he was being a little conservative. He wanted, I thought he, he thought 13 points was enough. I think he got 15 points, probably thought they were sitting pretty. But then there were all some weird calls at like the, the third and two deep play, the deep, deep bomb on third and two, which was not even close. Just, um, just a weird uh, up and down game for him. There's been a lot of those this year where he's kind of not uh, consistent with his play call, which I think is, is weird. I think I got to put this game on McDaniels. I mean, I've defended him a little, a little bit throughout the season, but this game, I think, squarely, squarely on him. I mean, the, the game plan was clearly extremely conservative. This is not a running team. I mean, they I know they run well with Josh Jacobs, but they're amongst the highest teams as far as um, passing in neutral situations and passing on first and second downs. And they run against two high looks because their, their pass offenses force defenses to defend them that way. But this is not a this is not a running team. And in the first half, I, I don't have the exact ratio in front of me, but they ran the ball way more than they did um, usually. And it just felt like they were playing scared the whole game. Like they were playing not to lose. They just didn't have any faith the Rams' offense could do anything. And when you play like that, you just tempt the football gods and these things happen. I mean, like you just can't play that way. And it, it just seemed like they just had the wrong mindset coming into this game. And it really bit them in the ass in the end. And their damn running backs got a calf injury that he got a finger injury. What do you yeah, have? Another he got like three injuries. He's on, you know, four days rest after carrying what 30 times on Sunday. Like, I mean, this is a perfect time to, Open it up, like get the ball to Devontae Adams. I, I just to, to pound it 27 times with Josh Jacobs on short rest when he's banged up. That's just another reason to like what? What? Why are you just banging your head into a wall? How many carries did Mac Hollins get too? I mean, it wasn't just Jacobs. Mac Hollins got a bunch of carries, and then like the 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 fades to Devontae Adams. Even those were safe calls because if Devontae Adams don't catch doesn't catch it. It just falls incomplete. Those are low percentage safe calls, which is why he called them. So it was just a very conservative game plan. One of the most conservative game plans I, you know, I can remember. I was going to have the game book handy. They had 25 carries in the first half and 13 passes. The one thing the Rams defense did well coming into this game, they had the fourth best rushing defense in the league. And so, like, why would you think that's the thing to, to beat this defense? I mean, I mean, they ran the ball 38 times for the entire game compared to just 20 passes. And they kept, like you said, even after Jacobs was clearly banged up and inefficient, he only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Just kept pounding and kept pounding and kept pounding. And it was just very vanilla, predictable, safe. And then even beyond that, the run pass split, it's the, the fourth down decision making. I mean, they had five situations where it was fourth and three or shorter. And he only went for it one time. They actually got it the one time they went for it. The quarterback sneak with Derek Carr. And it was just like they were just playing scared. They play scared. I mean, they, they, against a team that had all of their basically important players not out there. There's no reason to play scared. You have nothing to lose. Uh, you know, they, they already were in a, a situation where they probably had to win out. Like, what are you doing this for? Why are you playing 
so safe. Like it just the game plan just made absolutely zero sense, and I was pretty shocked that like after it didn't work in the first half, like I was I was I was like for sure they're gonna open it up in the second half. They're gonna start throwing more, being more aggressive, taking more shots, trying to put them away. Like they've been here before. That a double digit lead, but like they've seen this before. Like they they know you got to keep your gap, your, your your foot on the pedal because it, eventually this defense is gonna crack against whoever they're playing against. Like we've seen it do do it against everybody this year, and he just kept doing the same thing, and it's just. That's mind blocking. You have to like it's on the players, obviously. Like they had execution and bad penalties and bad mistakes, but like at the end of the day, it's on the coaches. Like you have to put that on the coaching staff when it happens this often. I mean, four times in one season. I'm not sure if that's happened before. If it is, I'm sure that team was terrible. Um, they've lost, you know, so many one score games like over and over. Like that's on Josh McDaniels, man. He's he's got to own it. You know, my biggest concern, or at least one of my biggest concerns too, was that you asked him after the game, Deshaun, about being conservative. And his response is, do you have any examples? Like, bro, like, like, like the, the, the lack of self-aware, like, you know, like a coach knows that they're going into a game with a conservative game plan. And they know in, in the moment that they're kind of going conservative because the reason they're doing that is because they're taking into account the opponent. They're saying the Rams are running a JV team out there. Like, we think this 16 points is probably enough. So yeah, we're going to go a little bit conservative because what was it? Uh, was it last week? I think, or last week or two weeks ago, you know, I remember in the post game, he's like, yeah, you know, we wanted to be a little more aggressive today. Like they know that's, that's a part of their, their script going into a game is like, are we going to be more aggressive? We're going to be more conservative. He knew that he was making some conservative calls. And then for you to ask him about that, like when you're asked about that, okay, like don't, don't sit there like, Oh, do, do you have some examples? Like, no, it, explain like, if you, if you were to get up there and say, like, hey, you know what, we thought against this opponent, like, in the situation they were in, that, you know, we, we were in good shape, we just wanted to, to protect the ball and all that, like, give a, a defense of what your game plan was. Don't just sit there and try to, like, act like you weren't. But here's a possibility. It's a possible that I thought Derek Carr was very ineffective. I thought he had that one great pass to Devontae down the sideline where he kind of dropped it in there. But otherwise, I thought he was very off today and kind of erratic. He made some bad decisions. Is it possible that Josh didn't have confidence in Derek today? Maybe he saw some things early on where, I mean, I just thought some of his throws today were like, those two at the end of the half, the one where he kind of threw the ball behind Devontae, the next one he kind of got hit, but he's still making a bad decision. He was going to lob into like four guys around the receiver and I got picked off. I just thought that kind of turned out to be a game, kind of cost him a game to look back in hindsight. But I just thought he was off today. I, thought, I wonder if Josh... They want to risk it. You thought, you know what? They, they can't score. So why would we risk passing the ball? We'll try to run the ball. And I mean, he definitely thought 13 points was enough or 16 points was enough to win. And I think that maybe that's why he didn't want to take any chances with Derek. I don't really buy that. Just like on the first drive, it was brilliant. Like 12 plays, 75 yard drive. He had that nice throw to Devontae. He had another one that was beautiful downfield to Devontae on Jalen Ramsey. Like they were clicking, but they were, they were already in that. Even before Carr threw the interception in the first half, they were extremely heavily on the run game. And, like, the, the, the Rams, they, they've been the worst pass. Like, I know the Raiders' pass rush have been bad. The Raiders, the Rams have literally had the worst pass rush in the league the entire season, and they don't have Aaron Donald. Like, why would you Why would you be afraid of their pass rush? Why, why would you not? Like, Devontae Adams was cooking Jalen Ramsey. And like, they don't have anybody else that can guard him, for sure. And they just weren't throwing the ball to Devontae Adams after he's been killing everybody for, like, the past month and a half. And it's like from the start of the game, they were having that ball control run, very safe approach. While Josh Jacobs isn't playing well, well, and you want him to get his touches, like going that far in that direction, like just didn't make sense to me. Like they've been having so much success with having this balanced attack where it was pretty much even. I think last game it was almost 
identical rim pass split and it worked so well and to, to skew this far away from it against a team that's so good at stopping the run like it just it, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me I don't, I don't i don't get it even now like i said i i think even those fade passes were conservative passes and it just felt like Derek carr never really got into a rhythm in his game he never really had a chance to get into a rhythm in this game that because you know like it, it's hard to you know find some consistency when it's like you know pass run 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 pass run run and you know you're start you're you have to pass and third down all the time it's just such an odd game plan i mean i i understand like maybe you do have faith that your defense can stop baker mayfield and shut him out possibly but you know the rate you don't have a good defense <laughs> you know we they might have had a made some plays here and there in, in the, the three-game winning streak, but like to s- believe in your defense enough to, that it's going to to shut down anyone for f- four quarters, it, it's, a, it's a tough ask. And I think the defense played well enough for most of the game. I mean, that last drive was off- obviously atrocious, uh, but I, I, I put the blame squarely on the, the offense on this one. They always shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, you look at, um, you know, the game was actually, was pretty much over when they were punting the ball. The Rams were forced to punt. The Raiders have not one but two penalties when they're receiving a punt, which is very hard to do. So that gave them the first, they took the pick one of them, they gave them a first down, they drive the first time. Then the last drive, you know, they had that one play where Max and Chandler sandwiched Baker Mayfield, and it looked like that might be the play that ends it. But Jerry Tillery knocks the ball out of uh, Mayfield's hands after the play, 15-yard penalty, and um, just like, just, um, just mind-boggling examples of how a team can just fall apart and, and hurt itself and i mean we will address the the idea that uh i think the rams got away with a lot of holding on max crosby um he was i mean they were pretty much just trying to put him in a chokehold on every play um especially n- I, I think less on the the final touchdown drive but on the preceding touchdown drive um you know there were there were quite a few that were pretty egregious um you know, and I know Max was asked about it after the game and basically just said that happens every game. It's it's part of football and, you know, he, he's come to expect it. Uh, he, he took the high road there, made uh, made sure he uh, kept money in his wallet. But, um, you know, there, there were some, I think, some some pretty obvious missed holds on that. But, I mean, you, we can't we're not going to sit here and just, you know, excuse this loss or anything uh, because some holding calls were missed. Uh, Vicky, as you tweeted before the game, you, you've heard no excuses a lot over the years and. This was a game where truly, like, no excuses w- was going to be uh, were, were going to be allowed after this one, and um, that we're, we're not going to give them that one. Yeah, the Raider fans are somewhat probably mad because I think I probably jinxed them, and I was talking about it being a gimme game, but it was. The Rams clearly did not want to win this game in the first three quarters. They clearly were happy just getting through it. They were, you know, the, the game was going at a really fast pace. They're down a couple scores. One more score in the third quarter, they pack it in, and it's, and it's over. And I just think they were just let them hang around, and... You know, their secondary is not very good, and all of a sudden they sort of get victimized, and I'm sure it kind of feeds upon itself. But, um, yeah, it's just a, a classic example of blowing an easy, to me, an easy game to win, a game that you have to have. If you're like this team that's, you know, shown progress, you won three in a row, if you figured things out, everyone says. I mean, everybody was so happy, the coach and, and Jam, about how they've they made it now, they got over the hump, but clearly they haven't. Clearly they're back to where they were. I mean, they lost to Jeff Saturday. This, I mean, this might be worse. Losing to Baker Mayfield, who gets signed on a Tuesday and plays on a Thursday. He knows freaking 12 plays in the playbook. You know, like, okay, like Jordan was telling me, he had like 20 throws in the, in the, in the scrimmage of practice. <laughs> 20 throws. And, I mean, it's just that's embarrassing. You can't lose to Baker Mayfield, especially when you have a 
the crowd here, the crowd was you know, 70% Raider fans. It was the Rams at one point called timeout on offense because they couldn't hear. So it just, um, it's just a, it's an excusable loss. It's like the Jeff Saturday one was, and this one may be worse. I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, you won three in a row. You have a real chance. You know, I don't know if they make the playoffs or not, but you have a chance to build some momentum um, to, you know, at least get – get something going during the season, maybe challenge at least for, for the playoffs. But, you know, you just get so conservative that you take yourself out of it. I mean, that's, that's inexcusable. And it's just, it's pretty sad to see. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I mean, the thing is, if they win tonight, you know, our Austin Mock, uh, I think, had their playoff odds. Had they won tonight, their playoff odds would have gone up to about 10%. Um, now they're somewhere in the 2% range. If they had won tonight, that puts them at 6-7 and seven, and you can start dreaming about, well... The Raiders were six and seven at this point last year. And of course they won the last four games to make the playoffs winning the last four this time at, at six and seven would mean an eight game winning streak. And, um, you know, I, I think that would have uh, been a tall ass, but you, at the very least you, you get to sun, you know, you get to next Sunday against the Patriots, um, which obviously was flexed out of Sunday night football. I don't get, not on prime time now, but you get to that game with a chance to get to 500. And if you can recover from two and seven to be at 500, going into mid-December, you you can feel like that's that's a that's a pretty decent win. I mean, you would have walked into your Christmas Eve game with a chance to be at uh at 500 with the way the season started. You know, you would at least feel like this season had accomplished something and now it just feels like 
the last three wins that they built up um, kind of don't really matter because they they just the same old problems that uh, that plagued them earlier in the year just came back. Yeah, this was this didn't this didn't seem like it was possible any longer for this team after this this three game winning streak. It, it like just it's sort of intangible, but it just felt like something that shifted for them. Um, and you know, winning winning three close games like that, beating the Chargers who were also in the playoff hunt, like they would just seem like when they build a lead early in this one, it's like oh, they they can't possibly do it, especially like like. 90, like you have him backed up down two yard line, no timeouts left. And Baker Mayfield was so bad that the Carolina Panthers cut him for Sam Darnold and PJ Walker. He don't even know the playbook. Like he had one play tonight where he went to hand the ball off and the running back was nowhere to be found. And we can't pretend like he was, he came to the Rams and was propped up by like, oh, they have this elite supporting cast that just won the Super Bowl last year. I mean, they got a good coach, they got a really good coach. This is this is embarrassing. This is really embarrassing. Lion Sports Bureau said it was the uh, it's the longest drive, 98 yards for a game-winning touchdown drive with under two minutes left in the last 45 years. 45 years, no one's driven 98 yards in two minutes to win a game. That's uh, that's pretty astounding. Our latest stat here now from uh, from Josh Jabot. Raiders win leading by double digits at halftime in the 10 seasons before Josh McDaniels arrived. And we're talking about the 10 seasons before. There's been a lot of bad losses over that time. In the 10 seasons before McDaniels arrived, when they had a double-digit lead at halftime, they were 20-2. and two. Raiders win leading by double digits at halftime in one season with Josh McDaniels, 0-4. Like, there is no, like, I know we know he's back next year. So there's no like repercussions for this, really. I guess to, to the coaching staff, but like uh, this is I don't again. I guess as I, as I wrote before the winning streak, like it, like it feels like you know they're gonna pin this on the roster and you know try to use that to pedal hope coming in, make make some changes in the offseason, use that to pedal hope coming in the next year. But like we're not we're not stupid. Like we know that's on the coaching. Like a lot of it is on the coaching staff. Why would we believe that they're gonna improve? Like this continues to happen over and over and over, like over the course of an entire season. Like this, the first time this happens in week two. Like we're we're damn near at the end of the season now, and it's the same thing against inferior opponents. It's not like they're doing this against the Chiefs or the Bills or like the Titans of the NFL. Yeah, I almost don't even count the Chiefs one. Yeah, like, yeah. In that's what I'm saying. The seventeen like, point lead losses yeah. like that. That one like. It, like, if it was, I mean, it was great to get out to that lead, but like we all knew that that one was was nowhere near safe. Like the Rams are arguably fielding like the worst roster in the league this week. Like them or the Texans is probably the worst collection of players on the field, and you did this against them in front of your fans, basically. Like that's just like it's almost incomprehensible how they continue to pull this off against some of like the worst teams in the league. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's tough to it's tough to talk your way out of that one. It's funny because on that we have that live show on. Um, this past week, and people were asking about Derek Carr, what this means for him, and we were like, you know, let's wait, let's this wait, is a roller let's, coaster, wait man. let's wait, and see how it plays out. There's still a lot of games left. Let's let know. I mean, obviously, a three-game win streak. You know, he's back. They love him. The offense taking off. But you know what? A lot of football left. And today, I think both he and Patrick Graham took a, a huge step back in the, in the job security for next season. So um, we'll have to see how it goes the rest of the way. But today, a really bad day for both him and for Patrick Graham. One thing you said, Vic, earlier with. You know, is maybe the conservative game plan, the way they played it after seeing, you know, some some of the play, some of the decision making, some of the throws from Carr earlier in the game. And if that's true, if they adjusted their game plan, if they dumbed it down, if they went extra conservative because, you know, McDaniels didn't have the confidence in Carr to, to make the right decisions, then 
that 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 that's our answer right there. That uh, he should not be back. That this should not be a marriage. If he if he doesn't trust Derek Carr in his ninth season, yeah, he's made some bad plays, but I mean he. Over the course of his career, we'd say he's made more good plays than bad. If you don't trust that guy, that's not a marriage that you should be in, and uh, it, it, it's it's time for them to split up. Um, so, I mean, if that's really if that's the case, then I think we kind of have our answer there. Yeah, it's also maybe some misplaced confidence in your defense that you can, whoever the quarterback Why is. Why the hell would you have confidence in your defense? Like, what? In 20 years of he's been in the NFL the whole time, the Raiders have had a terrible defense. Like what? How could you have any misplaced confidence in that defense? Because you're going against Baker Mayfield, who just came off the off the street two days ago. He knows he knows 12 plays. I mean, I I really think they they came into this this game with a mindset that they're just going to run the ball and be safe. Eventually, what maybe late in the third quarter, they're like, okay, maybe we got to open this up and get a little more aggressive. But by then, it's just too late. It's hard to flip that switch back on. Even in the play calling on a touchdown drive, and in, in in the on the first drive, you could tell they were going to be conservative with how much they were running the ball. And you know, I think they ran a draw successfully on the third down on that drive. They wanted, they did not want to put the ball in the air. And I think sometimes it's hard to put that switch back on and get into an aggressive mindset, especially, you know, all week you're practicing this game plan and not good. I mean, I, I, I just think if you learn anything from this, stay, be aggressive and stay aggressive. And I'll say for all of his faults, you know, obviously he's had a lot of faults, a lot of mistakes, a lot of issues with Baker Mayfield, but he can sling it. I mean, he definitely, he can, he'll, he'll run back and let it go and he'll get there in a hurry. So, I mean, he's got some arm talent still and he made some throws today. Uh, clearly, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing at times, but he was like, you know what, let's let, let it fly. And uh, man, unbelievable! I just can't. I still can't. I mean, I should, I should never be shocked at these games or what the Raiders do, but I definitely was a little shocked when I saw Baker Mayfield uh, taken by for touchdowns twice in the fourth quarter. You're now three and ten in your in your Raiders picks, Vic. Your uh, your your sacrifice. I can't uh... win, man. I try I try to please the Raider fans. I sing for them. I pick the other team to win, and now. I'm getting mocked for picking the Rams. I, mean, I just can't. I can't win. They really need this long weekend, right? I don't know what the fuck they need. I mean, again, we talked about it. I mean, uh, they screwed themselves because now you kind of you you, you were you had a chance to tank and get a top three pick, and now you can't really do that anymore. So you're not gonna make the playoffs. You're gonna pick like ninth or tenth. I just. Uh, uh, it's just, uh, it's not, it's not good. It's not a good. Uh... I mean, there's a, there's a lot of teams like bunched up with four wins. So, I mean, it, they can go into tank mode now, and they can probably still get themselves into like the top five or so. They, this, this loss dropped them down to ten. Uh, dropped, they were at twelve before. Now they're back to ten. Um, oh, well, they were when they were two and seven. Those... They were in Jalen Carter territory, right? Now Jalen Carter, like, it's not going to happen. He's, he's not going to be there. But uh, whatever, we're, we're talking. They're, they're probably going to have another three game win streak at some point this season. Uh, I mean, this is bad, but they're going to get Waller and Renfro back. They'll probably go on a win streak and take themselves out of good draft position. Oh, no, I don't know. So you've, got, you've got McDaniels going up against his you know, his old boss, uh, Bill Belichick, and then they go to, uh, to Pittsburgh on Christmas Eve, and then it's the Niners and the Chiefs uh, down the stretch. It wouldn't shock me if they, go, if, they, if they lose their last four and it's 5-12. and 12. It, it wouldn't shock me either way. They could do whatever. They're not trying to lose, but that is, that is the best outcome for the Ravens at this point. Like they're not making the playoffs. That's done. Like I know they're not mathematically eliminated, but it's it's just not happening. And I'm not saying like just for drafting a quarterback, but just to improve this team. Like the defense, which we saw, is still terrible. Like 
like you need a, a good of a draft pick as possible so you have the best chance to draft an elite player and in the, in the ensuing rounds have better picks to to overhaul this roster because they do for all the coaching woes that they have they do have some very obvious roster holes uh, on both sides of the ball that they need to address and like what is, what is seven and ten going to do for this team? What is eight and nine going to do for them? Like you have a team a pick in the mid teens and like it's the same shit all over again. Like like this team needs to football purgatory. They need to bottom. They need to bottom up. Like they that, that's what they need. It doesn't guarantee they're going to be good next season, but that's the best chance that they have to salvage something out of this year. At some point, someone will utter the total bullshit. Like oh, if we win now, we'll it'll get us to you know, the next season. They'll help us like gain some steam. Momentum. Get us, Come on, momentum. But yeah, but there's a whole every year is a different team. The roster changes, so whatever momentum you got by winning two games in December doesn't translate to next season. So it's just total coach speak and player speak. So I just think, uh, yeah, I mean the smart thing to do is not. It's not really you know good for kids to hear this, but smart thing to do is oh Derek Carr, your back's a little sore. Maybe you know maybe it's a little. Worse than we thought it was. Or Josh Jacobs, oh, you got a hand injury? Maybe you're out for a month. I mean, I think at this point, if guys are at all nicked up, just you know, like, yeah, take take two weeks off. It's, it's good. We'll, we'll get you fresh. I think at this point, there's no reason to kill yourself for the rest of the season when it doesn't mean much because the roster will be different next year anyway. So any any lessons you learn or, you know, team building or winning mode you gain this year will have to be redone next year. So I just think it. uh it's a devastating loss. It really um, kind of puts a new spin on the, on the season from where we were four days ago. What, what do they call this? An elegant tank? They call is, is that a proper yeah. term? Yeah, <laughs> elegant tank. Like yeah, exactly. You know, you lose, but you're competitive in these games. But it does hurt that they get that they're giving away these huge leads. But I mean, I guess at least you're in it, and uh, you're losing, getting draft position. <laughs> at least you're in it. <laughs> I mean, to me, the worst thing I've seen before was you're, so now you're five and eight, and you've wasted career years from Devontae Adams. I mean, he's always great, but again, he's up there where he always is. Josh Jacobs was having by far his best year, running his ass off. Max Crosby, defensive player of the year candidate, I mean, three of the top twenty players in the league this year, and you're five and eight. You've wasted a year of their primes because of whatever you know, the process, whatever you're trying to build, and you couldn't get the, the schemes working on both sides of the ball. So. To me, that's the real tragedy. You had these great years from the superstars, and they don't mean anything. They, you, they're, they're meaningless. So yeah, you have to throw Daniel Carlson well. in there too, though. Yeah, Daniel Carlson. Yeah, I mean, they've got the elite special teams. I mean, AJ Cole should have been like the guy yeah, that, that a, won them the game. I mean, punt. with an unbelievable punt. I mean, which I mean, a little bit of luck. I, I can't believe that that just like hugged the the sideline there and uh, their returner. It's like at some point should have just fucking gone up and like. Just slap the ball out of bounds. Stop letting it just like roll all the way down to the two yard line. That was a terrible play by by the Rams uh, to let that ball get down to the two. Um, because if, uh, along the sideline, you can literally just like he could have just gone and ran up and like doesn't have to worry about trying to field it. He could have just batted that out of bounds or whatnot. Um, I mean, he should have been one of the heroes of the game. The Raiders are a talented team that is situationally horrendous. And like when that is the case throughout the entire season, you have to put that on the coaching staff and like whatever they say, like. It's not the best roster. But they're good, it, man. They're good. They're fantastic. It's, fantastic it's, job. No, it's not. Mark Davis, sorry fantastic. you're lying, bro. But, like, it's probably like an average to above average team talent-wise. Like, there are roster holes. I'm not saying that they're completely unfounded, you know, when you see some of these reports about, you know, how bad the defense is and the offensive line and yada, yada, and all that bullshit. But, like, the coach coaching has been terrible this season. Like, we, we just have to just say that. It is what it is. Like, we've seen less talented teams. This is the fucking Giants are like in the playoff hunt right now and they don't have nearly as much talent 
as the Raiders do. And like this is just this this being the outcome is, is you know they were never a guaranteed playoff team. I'm not trying to make it seem like that. Like I, I think all of us were kind of like nine and eight, ten and seven. Like we were all towing the line with, with all our predictions before the season. So like we didn't expect them to be some twelve win team or something. But looking this way against the teams that they've done it against is just inexcusable. All right, guys, let's uh, let's enjoy the long weekend. Get away. That's our advice to Raider fans too, right? You know, get away, relax. You've got a Sunday where your heart can't be broken anymore. So you know, um, Raider fans, the next four days will be on social media going back and forth about Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr is a problem. No, nah, Derek Carr is a man. Derek take Carr a break. Not take, Twitter's not, toxic. Not taking a break. Get off Twitter. You know, they're you know, gonna say Baker Mayfield outplayed Derek Carr. And they're, cut and, down and, a Christmas and, tree. And they're right. Derek, Derek did not was not the best quarterback in the field today. So I just uh, that's amazing to say, but he wasn't. So I just um, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's really uh, it's another shocking loss for the Raiders. I have to have to mention one more one more batshit crazy coaching thing. After Josh Jacobs like hurt his finger, the first play that he was back in for, they call a play where he was like winding up to try to throw the ball like what the fuck like <laughs> the guy just like dislocated a finger and the first play you bring it back in for he he's lined it up to try to throw a pass like, yeah but who would have guessed that he, he would have thrown a pass <laughs> who would have guessed well obviously <laughs> they did because they defended it and he had to run the ball for one yard good lord yeah hey, i don't know about y'all but hey i'm in los angeles i i will enjoy the rest of my week kick back relax if you're of the drinking variety have a drink if you, if you do something else, do that. You know what I mean? Like, like try to if try you to do something try else. To, what the hell is that thing? Uh, if you know, do something else. This is a, 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 a generally family friendly uh, podcast. So, you know, don't want to name. Have a Coke. Yeah. Have a Coke. Have a Coca Cola. Yeah. Have an orange light, juice. Light some incense in your, your house or something. You know? Make sure you drink some water. Uh, you get a lot of people a lot of uh. right there. Like, oh man, just shine so I can do so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to this podcast at night. Drink some water. Just put the you know. If you're still listening yeah. this far into the podcast, put the bottle of whiskey down. Drink some water. If you're listening to this in, in the next morning, put you're the probably bottle hung of whiskey over down. Right no, 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 this is bad advice. Keep going. Bad advice. Bad advice. What I said was much better. Keep keep drinking till you black out, and then wake up tomorrow morning, puke it out, and start fresh tomorrow. But definitely don't stop drinking tonight. Keep drinking because this is awful. I chase with water. At least chase with water. Yeah, be safe. Be responsible. Be at home, be at home, be at home, be safe. I yeah, obviously be at home. I'm not saying go out to your friend's house or on the street. Yeah, stay, stay in your house. But keep drinking, man. This is If you're a Raiders fan, I, I feel so bad for Raiders fans. And Max Crowley said today when I talked to him, he feels bad for Raiders fans because, I mean, again, they, they dominated this crowd today. They were by far the loudest fans in, at the, in, the, in the L.A. stadium. At the end of the game, they put uh, after the pick. No, after the touchdown, even. Or pick they put like these Raider fans on the screen and so far and they were crying that's some of the saddest shit I've ever seen man like, that, that was that was the that was depressing like those are real tears like, you, you can tell and you have grown men tears like this is, this is some sad shit man because they were really excited coming into the season it's hard to blame them I mean like, you make the playoffs last year you get Devontae you get Chandler Jones you got a new coach like, like you know and then you finally, you finally give up. You're like, you know what? It's not going to happen this year. I'll give up. Fuck it. Then you win three hey, games. Bring you back in. Three games. We're like, we're bring back, baby. We're going to the playoffs. You're like dancing. That's fucking horrible. The, the mood was great on that Tuesday uh, The Tuesday live pod. People were in good moods, you know? Let's have, let's have one now. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Raider fans. You guys, uh, 
do. You deserve you more. Do. You, you deserve. You definitely, I, you definitely deserve better than I this. I wish but. I could tell you this new regime is going to make it all work, but I, I'm not sure. We've got our questions. All right. Well, everybody, enjoy the long weekend. Uh, you know, step away from the computer. Step away from the uh, the TV. Enjoy uh, enjoy the outdoors. Keep I drinking. Like I know in the Bay Area at least it's gonna rain, so Or like Sean says do whatever you do besides drinking. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of rope there, man. They can do it. It's a lot of rope to do what you gotta do. Alright, y'all. We will we will talk to you next week as we get you ready for the Raiders taking on the New England Patriots. Alright, later guys. Do, 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 do. Goodbye. Hey, I don't know about y'all, but hey, I'm in Los Angeles. I will enjoy the rest of my week. Kick back, relax. If you're of the drinking variety, have a drink. If, if you do something else, do that. Yeah, yeah.